Welcome to Mudville, a podcast about baseball and cinema. I'm Brody Stout. I'm Nolan Rabine. We hope you enjoy. Oh, that was so good. <laughs> that was crisp. Very nice. Ooh. Welcome back to the Mudville ASMR episode. Today we're going to be opening Diet Coke cans. We're be opening for Coke an hour. Uh, introducing to the Mudville podcast and a audience. Woman. A woman. <laughs> for the first time. Not just any woman. My woman. Oh my god! I'm a th- I'm the, th- the third can, wheel this you can, week. You can cut oh. that. I'm, pro- I'm probably gonna cut, keep it. Cut to that. be honest. No, cut that. Cut it's that. Pretty cut funny. <laughs> anyway, my uh, this is Bryce. Bryce, say hello hey to the guys. people. Hi, Bryce. Hi. We should turn her up a little. I can't hear that. One. We should. <laughs> a little mean. Yeah. That's so mean. Brody here. over here Hold this literally silencing women. Be, oh my lord. <laughs> Not even Jesus one minute in. Jesus Christ. Here okay. we are. Women. God. What a week. Welcome to the pocket. Make sure you Yeah, welcome back to Mudville. Um it's been a start. crazy week in Toronto. Toronto. The and oh my the god. Blue Jays just finished up four, a baby. Insane four game series. Very chippy. At least at the game. Quite chippy. Um not as much in the back half. But before we get into all that, yeah. Brody, have you ever been to Canada? I have been to Canada, but not a part that anybody sane would assume I've been to. Canada. So when I was very young we took a cruise to Alaska, which included a a few stops in Canada, but namely uh a train ride on I forget what it was called. It was like the White Northern Passage Trail train. Sure. I forget what it was. The White White Passage or something. Either way, uh it was a train into uh deep into the Yukon to a town called Caribou Crossing, <laughs> which uh was You've very cool. You've never been to like Montreal or we, anything. No, I've never Toronto. been to Montreal. I've never been to Toronto. <laughs> I've never been to Quebec. I've never been to Vancouver. <laughs> Uh, I've been to Caribou Crossing though, and I had lunch in a covered wagon, <laughs> and I panned for gold. <laughs> what did you eat? Was it like churned butter? I think just like roasted chicken. Oh, okay. Churned it was unless it was so actually bad. caribou churned butter. Yeah, they oh, get God. their food from the like deli section at the <laughs> grocery store, but everything else about their life is Amish. Exactly. Fun thing about that town, actually, so it was actually technically called Car Cross, which I only realized later on was short for Caribou Crossing. They shortened it to Car Cross, which is really funny. because It just sounds like an uh, intersection. I me. know. A car Cross. Now, nah, that removes all the charm and the, you know, the fun of Caribou Crossing the Yukon, Canada. But, you know. Anyway, no one have you been to Canada? Yeah, uh, I was in Toronto Fucking now. Fucking casual. <laughs> <laughs> I was in Toronto now almost four years ago. Um, it was actually kind. Of, it was actually kind of surreal timing because I went there to see a Yankees game um, that oh, was funny. in the oh, that's Rogers right. Center. Forgot. Yeah, I, I went to before. go to the Rogers. I, I haven't been to too many stadiums. I'd love to see them all, but I've only gotten to like a fraction. They're but the best. That's I have just gotten the best to that way to one. Travel, go to a game. It absolutely like is. Half. It's so um, my mom and stepdad and I went down there a few years ago, and we went to TIFF, and we saw like some of the film TIFF exhibits there, and like a, a bunch of the 
books and they had like this whole that they had like this weird art design that had like a bunch of directors last names but it was like such arbitrary choice it felt like because you had like spielberg sure. and scorsese and like claire denis and either patty or barry jenkins it's <laughs> probably <Okay>. barry <laughs> and but then you just and then it was like um ava duvernay and like i don't know that's Is that really duvernay is not duvernay yeah but that's that's a different tier of director to me yeah and i, I don't know um, funny Bryce, have you but yeah that was a lot of fun that's I. It's I would like to go to Toronto at some point, but yeah. But what I was like saying, the surreal timing about it was because I went to a baseball game and oh, right. literally yeah. I went right as the Toronto Raptors won the NBA Finals. Oh, that's right. I yeah. Forgot. So you like, told me you were in Toronto for the the semi. <laughs> yeah. Well, I. I mean, I, I wasn't like part of it at all um no but still being in a city when they win a championship yeah i mean i i wish i had gone like out more that night like i never did anything like that like i was just i was still like joining him with freaking championship crowd i was still like two or three months away from being able to drink legally so like i wouldn't be able to go to a bar or anything although i I don't know what the what are the laws in canada 18 oh shit maybe actually toronto maybe i nineteen to discourage yeah but either way my friends and i went to montreal that makes sense you went to montreal or 18 or 19 Uh, there you go (laughs) loophole how'd you how, how, how fun was it did you enjoy yeah, it was fun. Yeah, shocking. <laughs> Either way, yeah, I could have, I could have like gone out and done something. Like it's, it's not like I was like up in the hotel being like, oh, I want to go out. Yeah. If only I were twenty one or <laughs> right, anything. Right, like, right. but I, I didn't, I didn't. I, I was just kind of like, whoa, it's kind of cool that like we're here. I think. Yeah. Now, if I was there, maybe I would have tried to, you know, make more of a memory An effort. Of it. Yeah. When is something like that <laughs> I, ever, ever going to happen it's again? Not easy to you know be in a city during a championship celebration so fun well, stuff it Next was time. certainly easy for the the new york yankees to be in toronto this weekend as they took they three out of four in a series they dominated oh, but i would falls. have not expected oh them to i've been across uh, canada into niagara falls and we're going to go back to the canadian side soon and go to the other side of niagara i falls. went there too and it was like during covid so i wasn't allowed to go into canada oh, that's fair. That's yeah so, so like we only got to go to the casino part and like they wouldn't even let us in like it was fun though like it was it was a great time but it, it was it's significantly hampered by covid restrictions so i would definitely like to go back to niagara falls we accidentally went on the fourth of july <laughs> Oh boy! It was like the hottest oh, day of the year and yeah. the most crowded day of the year. <laughs> it was kind of brutal. It was, but it was um, pretty. It was pretty. It was fun. Yeah. And I my grandfather forced Bryce to have a T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "I'm gonna buy you a T-shirt. You come with me to Niagara Falls and get." He's from Buffalo, by the way, to, for context. Sure. But this is a uh, he takes everybody to the falls. It's like it's a all, very he, sweet. He thing. always buys him a T-shirt. Um, not always. Just, no, okay. he just loves Bryce. Oh he likes Bryce a lot. Yeah. Lo- yeah. Loves Bryce. Cool. Um, what's like, I really don't need a shirt. But, but thanks. Oh, no, he he was gonna make that happen. <laughs> he had to make sure that you had a T-shirt. My to dream came him true by. that day. Of course. Um, also, apologies to the listeners if I sound like literal death. I I've had like some allergy slash possible cold things happening. It's not COVID. I know that pollen but, is. Yeah, my throat and bending nose and Brody over and showing just, him the fifty states. That's one way to say it for sure. Yeah. But Brody went home twice last week and is allergic times. to three times three and times. is allergic to his cats now. I so. am. Well, I used to be used to them. And then your cat, well, the cat that lives in your apartment, 
not a, not a stray. Your roommate's cat. But the, <laughs> <laughs> the cat that lives in your apartment is hypoallergenic, and my cats are absolutely not because they were strays that we picked up off the street. Um, so we we actually do have strays. <laughs> oh my god! But um, they're they're good now. They're housebroken. They are not hypoallergenic, and I used to be used to them because I lived with them. And then uh, going home for a few days and spending a lot of time in the house with lots of uh, dander and whatnot, etc., has been rough on the old nose. So it's uh, I love you know, cats. It's an adjustment. Though. I also like, love cats. They're worth cats. sneezing. They. It's it, it, true. Definitely worth it. <laughs> we should do a podcast yeah. about cats. Oh, the cat cast. I would yes. love that. Podcast. Podcast. There should. I'm. I would be surprised if there wasn't a podcast called the Podcasts. I'm certainly. Yeah. No. There has should to trademark be. that now. I know. I, I should. Like, dude, sell uh, it to some weird cat people. A couple, <laughs> couple months ago, like when I was like starting this, I was honestly surprised that there was no podcast called Mudville. It's such a good. Like, name. I was it very. Works. Like yeah. I looked and I was like, Am I like gonna be stepping? on anybody's toes here but yeah. i was not so i, I stepped it's such a good name for it i Thank recently you. after we began i had an interview with um uh, somebody who worked in baseball and he was like i told him about the podcast and he was like oh mudville and i was like yeah he's like that's great <laughs> like right yeah <laughs> we're proud of it but uh that was i think it was before we actually put it up an episode so i was okay with telling him that it existed which i'm not sure i would use it as a uh uh, 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 yeah, a leverage point in an interview at this point. Oh, I would. But I think it's fucking sick. It's, I mean, no, like, it is. It's sick. It is it's cool. just like it's on a, a professional level. Community. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so far, I don't know the value that I would be able to get out of that, or whether or not it would help or hurt. It's fun that we have it, and it's very fun to do. Of course, we love it. It's um, nice, just like in, in the back pocket. I just am worried that if I had a job, if so, if my employer found it, I'd get fired. <laughs> so I think oh, it helps it, that you have your okay. blog. Too. It's probably fine. It's not like we're uh, calm town. That's true. They really, they sold out. They had to be successful with that. <laughs> but uh, anyway. They, they went all yeah. in. Quick uh, baseball note. The Yankees are feeling a lot better than the last time we recorded, which I think last time we were like distraught. We were not thrilled. Um, they have yeah. won 11 of their last 16 games, including three of four in Toronto this weekend. They've done that kind of uh, quietly. The big note uh, that everybody's talking about is Aaron Judge hit a home run in Mm, game one, uh, and then he glanced to the right, and everybody was, like, crying about it on the Blue Jays' side of it. Um, People got really weird about it. Yeah, and then they started, like, throwing a fit about third base coaches being, like, not within the The parameters of whatever. Um, If you're going to steal... There's a reason the Astros had to bang trash can. You know how hard it would be to have to look over at the first base coach for every single sign? Also, how is he getting it? Whatever. It's just all fucking stupid. Yeah, like, it was a (laughs) 6 to nothing game. They were throwing a bomb pitcher to... We looked it just up. He had like 15 be frank. over eight years. I looked the guy up <laughs> like, once. I was like, okay, he was on the 2015 whoever and the 2019 now. Na- yeah. so he was out of the up league and for down, three years. Out. <laughs> yeah. Up, down, and out, just and back out, again. Out of baseball entirely yeah. for a while. Um, and then he threw a slider right middle middle Multiple. to Multiple. Aaron Judge, yeah. and Judge hit it 462 feet. Yep. So, and then he broke the maple leaf the next night to say, "Shut up." And it yeah, worked. no, I, I would say I would say that like since their flag is also a leaf, that's I like love it. <laughs> love that yeah, happened. no, it's like it's Sorry, pretty Canada. sick. It'd be um, we said enough good stuff about you earlier. Now we can. Sh- 
Dude, we, we have a lot of uh, Canada talk this week because of uh, the movie that we're discussing is yeah. by a Canadian filmmaker. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, we'll, we'll get to that in a little bit. But, oh, that's uh, true. Wait. We just, yeah. <laughs> of course it is. Of course it is, yeah. dude. He's talking about like Ontario. The I whole know. Time. Waterloo. Wait, Where the it? vampires hang out. <laughs> is it eight to six? 16, 16 to 8. Yeah, Cardinals-Dodgers yeah. game. Oh, my God. The Cardinals, Cardinals might be back. obliterated the 16? Dodgers tonight. 16, 16 to runs. 8. Love yeah. it. Yeah. Wait, that's so many. Also, the Cardinals <laughs> lead the league in Nolans, which is fun. Oh, really? Yes, they do. They have two of them. And no wow. other team Nolan, has one. Yeah, they don't have any, but the Cardinals have them both. They have Nolan Arenado and Nolan uh, Gorman. Gorman. Yeah. And I made a I made a promise of they acquire the third base minor leaguer Nolan Jones from Colorado. <laughs> I have How to like partially root for this team? team. There's only three in the league. They have two of them. And then the other guy is in the Rockies farm system. So yeah. I'm saying if they acquire him oh. and they have like the trifecta, I think I'd be like, <laughs> they just you need you on that team. Exactly. <laughs> and yeah. then we'd all, yeah. set. all you have to do is show up with a resume with the name on top that says Nolan. Apparently they'll, <laughs> they'll just give you. you a job. I'll just like toss it to yeah. them and they'll be like, Hey man, uh, show them your birth certificate. Shortstop. <laughs> Tommy Edmund just yeah. got hurt. So <laughs> throw hey. me in there. Coach. Yeah. Mason. Not, not ready yet, <laughs> man. Can't be much worse than, uh, I don't know. I'll, I have no idea. I'll fuck starting. up anyway. and I'll, I'll blame it on Wilson Contreras. Yeah, I guess you could just do that now. Yeah. So we've got an in-depth discussion of a couple of movies this week, yeah. and also a documentary that uh, Brody and Bryce went to see the other day. So Bryce we'll, and I saw we'll three movies this week. We went to the theater three times. That's you are crazy. welcome, industry. That's the most I've been to the theater in a, in a week, probably in my life. <laughs> so you know, it's not big, dead. It's, it's a big week for the podcast because Brody has endless content to talk about this endless, week. Endless, as opposed to usually where I'm struggling to think of stuff to yeah. say. I saw two of these movies, so we're going to go in-depth with those later on, but yeah. why don't you tell us about the uh, documentary that you saw? Yeah, sure. I mean, it is like, it's a movie, it's in theaters, but um, it was called It Ain't Over. It was a Yogi Berra documentary. Um, it was great. It was really, really good. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yogi is such an interesting character because he was turned into a character more than he's respected as a baseball player. And that was kind of like the whole thesis of the film. And it was really good. It was just, it was, you don't realize how great of a player he was. Um, he's like the only, per he's one of two uh, hitters, I think, ever to have like 350 homers and less than 500 strikeouts or something like that. It's like this insane statistic and like he has 10 rings as a player three more as a manager like it's just and then you know he had this personality that was very fun and goofy and that kind of overshadowed his ability because he's also like a goofy looking person and it opens he's up by saying like goofy looking he's not like when he was young he was he was like a good looking guy and they were like he looks like a neanderthal it's like, like okay well so hold on <laughs> like, he's just italian jesus <laughs> <laughs> so it was uh it was fun good movie yeah, they also they do this thing where they like would contrast forty two, but for Italians, yeah, basically <laughs> uh, forty two is great. Forty two is, is also movie. great. Um, but they would contrast uh, a famous philosopher's quote, like um, like a, a Plato or a like Confucius or something, Nietzsche, or something. Yeah, yeah, or like Einstein or something. Not Nietzsche, but it was like um, oh, okay. Yeah, like I named the one kinds. wrong philosopher. Yeah, you great. did. Fuck <laughs> the other philosophers, <laughs> dude. You know nothing about philosophers. Yeah, no, it's that's you should feel embarrassed. You should. <laughs> Fuck. I'm, I'm just gonna leave. You guys can do the podcast <laughs> together. Um, I'm. 
Yeah, we'll see you next week. Yeah. Anyway, I'm uh, hit the sack. <laughs> Good night. I'm going to the Gross. Cardinals. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna put them in there at exactly short. um but anyway they would do this thing where meet they would me put in st louis a, uh, <laughs> they would like put, the judy garland movie anyway yeah, sure keep going. <laughs> uh they would put a famous philosopher's quote on the screen and then they would uh like contrast it with a yogiism you know like the famous yogiism sure. and it was like oh it's the same concept but just worded in a more modern or accessible way and it's just so funny because it's like yeah he wasn't trying to emulate them it's just the things that he would say and uh, you know, it's just it's interesting. They, he's a very wise person that comes through through the film, and it's just it was great. It was it was very fun. And uh, Bryce, would you like to give your thoughts on the film? I learned a lot about him. Um, he actually lived in my hometown of Montclair, New Jersey, wow. right on the other side of town. Yeah. yeah. So on Yogi Berra Way. Yeah, he has a street <laughs> named after him. Yeah. So. Oh wait, actually, that reminds me. Not to cut you off, but there's what? the thing where there's you have the famous Yogi quote. When you come to a fork in the road, take it. Um, he literally lived on a fork in the road. He lived on a fork in the road, but it was in such a way that no matter which direction you went, you ended up at his house. So it's like if you take the fork in the road, no matter what, you end up at Yogi's house. And it's like so adorable. But yeah, So cute. On. So it was like literally true. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's not wrong. That was directions to his house. That's what he's saying. <laughs> but anyway, yep. go on. You see a fork in the road in Montclair. Take You're it. You're at Yogi's. Yeah, go Dude, see Yogi. What if he's got like buried treasure there and i wonder i don't know go, go we should go digging <laughs> how many people do you so think weird. would have like figured that out like we could probably go get the treasure <laughs> dude let's go raid. let's go get yogi go bearish treasure oh in, my god in New Jersey. <laughs> sounds Field like trip. a coming of age movie from the 90s that'll be the first youtube video that's yeah exactly that's the first first episode of mudville on the road <laughs> On the, <laughs> on the go oh my god but um <laughs> yeah so podcast. yogi's a you know a local so yeah. i've met him a couple times um but i didn't realize how like good he was yeah. really because he's just great how great yeah he was, truly. he's amazing yeah, yeah. but he's, he's just like this guy and he's just so cute he was like really old obviously when i was <laughs> right around right, right. but um <laughs> little yeah, yeah really he's, he's just really a little, little guy. guy old italian guy <laughs> yeah. and he also sounded he has, like, like me right now. like 13 World Series rings. <laughs> yeah, 13. <laughs> Who Enough knew? for every finger Who and then knew? some. He but also has a museum, um, or there's a museum in Montclair about I Yogi. Know, we need to go. That'd yeah, be really yeah, fun. Yeah. Next time we go see your family, we should go. Yeah, definitely. Um, but his voice also, so I normally, if you've ever listened to other episodes of the podcast, don't sound like this gravelly. Um, but Yogi did all the time. Like, there's video of him where he's like, hey, I'm, I'm not a cartoon character. It's like, this is how you talk. He's like, hey, boss. I felt know, bad for George, him. George, he smoked like eight a packs lot. a day. Yeah, a lot. Did he really? Yeah. I'm just, I'm just guessing. No, he, I'm he, sure. He smoked a lot when he was young. I mean, they all did. There's pictures of him with cigarettes from the 50s and stuff like that. But, yeah, I, that's actually the way he, he's like, hey. Uh, yo, this is. Can anybody even see? There was a moment where he went up to a podium that was like full of microphones, and he was like too <laughs> short to be seen. He was like, "Can anyone even see me?" <laughs> yeah, it was a really good movie, and that he learned good. a lot, and it was really well done. So yeah. it was great. Go yeah. see it. It's Go really. It. It's very. Nice. It's fun, and uh, yeah, the the opening of it is the 2014 or 15 All Star Game. I forget, but Yogi was there, and. He was up with his granddaughter in like a booth somewhere, and they rolled out the four greatest living baseball players. Which was like it was Frank Robinson, Sandy Koufax, Willie Mays, Johnny and Bench. and Johnny Bench. And it, the opening of of it is his granddaughter then looking at him, being like, "Are you dead? Like, why aren't you down there, man?" 
Um, so it's like it's true. He was just overlooked for you know the remainder of his life, and he and meant he has, so much to the Yankees too. It's just it's really it's interesting. He it's also good. has like way better statistics than any of those guys standing up there that day. So yep, <laughs> it's literally really crazy more to see MVPs, how more rings. Yeah, but like it's just unbelievable. It was insane. More homers yeah. and yeah, just all that. It's it or not more homers. Not more homers. Maybe more than Johnny but Bench. Close. Johnny Bench should not have been up. He's not even the best living catcher. Like anyway, but <laughs> at that point, <laughs> oh well. Yogi died. Johnny y- Bench is still Yogi kicking. Yogi has yeah. he's, he's passed kicking away. For sure. Yes, it's he died true. in 2015. Uh, I need to see that. Yeah, You'd absolutely. Love it. It's great. Um, you know a what? Lot I saw of this Yankee week? mythos in that movie too. It's totally. great. Yeah. I watched the Super Mario Brothers movie this week on Did my laptop. Really? Yeah. Did you really? I don't know why. I oh was my just like, goodness! I broke my uh, good movies only <laughs> rule, and I kind of wow. immediately regretted it. Like <laughs> five seconds Did you feel in. Dirty? <laughs> no, I just like I. You know, <laughs> You know what I did was like I watched it the other night and it was like super late at night and sure. I was like I think that there was a I think Why it was like did you game watch it? Dude, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like I just can't imagine you sitting down and being like I'm in the mood for Mario. No, I, <laughs> I, I, I that's the thing is I wasn't in the mood for it at all but like now that like we're doing like the podcast sure. I'm trying to start like Watching writing stuff. like more about stuff. I want to like keep up with like what people are are watching like yeah and like if people are watching something that sucks like i guess sometimes i'll i'll tune into it but like Um, how was it 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 was like if you let a make a wish kid write a movie but like it was a really boring (laughs) kid so like poor kid oh my god rainbow road in it or something yes it does does it really i know that yeah for like two minutes it has like all of the basic mario concepts but like in the plainest possible way and like doesn't try to do anything like interesting with them it's like well what if we had a movie where there were two italian plumbers that were in brooklyn and one of them uh was into this princess but there was also a dinosaur that like the princess and he was trying to defeat mario and then mario wait, had to go in with, brooklyn like, wait are Donkey you talking Kong. about the one from the 90s no or are you talking about the no, new, it's you're the, talking the new one the, the new one yeah it takes place in brooklyn part of it it's like really yeah it's really what? weird i don't know <laughs> i mean no i was i mean I, I was trying to like look to see if there was like anything like kind of recognizable and it just it just what? like looks like a suburb so it's it's okay. not brooklyn at all but sure um that's was really toad in it? uh I, yeah i love yeah toad. they, they had toad. they got like all of so the like cute. characters into it but it was I don't know. It just felt no different from that, like a basic like IP slop fest kind Pat of. They were just like, okay, we gotta hit all, all this like checklist, like Bing, 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 Bing. We got Toad, we got Luigi, we got Yoshi. Like they didn't. <laughs> we got Yoshi. We got Yoshi. We kids. Got come Yo- out and see. <laughs> come out to the theaters. We got Yoshi. We have all these characters. <laughs> sure. Like the all your favorites. Charlie Rose. We got Chris Pratt interview. Oh my god. Paul Thomas Anderson. Yeah. He's like, we got Linda Partridge. We got Frank T.J. Mackey. We got all these characters. Oh Frank my God. I can't believe Mackey. those types of movies like have funding. We got you. And yeah. the budgets are like so high. So high. <laughs> that could be used to make high. like three other movies that are More like than that. way better. Oh no, my God. We're about to like enter the age of like toy movies. About to, and the like, Emoji the, movie like, was the first. Well, the Lego movie. But yeah. the Lego movie was good. Did you see the actually. Trolls trailer? <laughs> oh my god. 
The new Trolls God. trailer we saw in the yeah. previews the other day. They showed it before it the Yogi looks It was brutal. Awful. Oh, it was like oh, brutally awful. I don't know what the plot is. It was awful. Oh my yeah, God, see, it looks like, so bad. That's so the bad. kind of thing that I'm just not going to watch under any circumstances. Yeah. Like, yeah. Super Smart. Mario, I, I was like, okay. the You know what it was? It was like, I think I, I kind of like recognized that the point of this was clearly to sell Nintendo games. games. Yeah. So let me watch Get this movie and it, see if that know. makes me want to yeah. like break out the Switch for the first time in like sure. a while. Do you and have a Switch? I do, yeah. Oh, I oh. Too. I didn't even know that. We all have Switches. Oh, my God. oh we all got to play. There you go, Nintendo. Sponsor us, Nintendo. We're like Nintendo Rick from Rick and Morty. <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo, give us free stuff. <laughs> give us free movie tickets and free Switch games. Yeah, that, yeah. Shit, that would be a deal. Although I haven't played the new... There's a very... Uh, hot the ticket Zelda, Zelda game, game yeah. yeah, which all of my oh, friends are my obsessed with. Oh, my brother's been playing that actually. I just can't. He I, I loves couldn't it. get into the last one. I, 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 the people are losing their mind over it, and I just can't. Yeah, everybody's I'm really shocked. into it. I don't know anything about I it. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't like the first installment of this era of the series. I just couldn't get into it. Yeah, either. but anyway, so we're not, not here to anyway, talk about better. Nintendo. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Moving the on. The movie did not Thanks, make me want to play <laughs> any of these games. Yeah. Like so, I, I, it's just an objective failure. I think on like all. Le- I'm sure. Mean, Maybe if a bunch of like ten year olds are into it and like you go and yeah, like good for them. like maybe if they were like selling tickets and you go out if and we the were kids 12, like hey Mario like, yeah if we were twelve maybe we if gone I was ten it. I would have been into it but like I, been. I don't know just like looking at it like I don't know com- compare it to the Lego Movie like you said like the Lego Movie is good because like it explores like what does it mean to be the Lego Movie right. like that's the stupidest <laughs> that's shit true. I've ever said on this podcast <laughs> no but it's no, also it's true. true it's what they were going like, for it's like we know yeah, they were stupid, like stupid but like we're making a movie, movie for kids and then it's like but you know like the whole idea of it being like the you know the relationship between a father and his son and it's just it taps into a lot of very innocent and honest yeah, things yeah it's like what a like, which I doubt you know, the em- I know the emoji movie didn't do <laughs> like, human themes that yeah. we can like tap in. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like it's like there was at least like love and introspection yeah. into that movie. Like I'll probably yeah. never watch it again, but like it is what it is. Right. This was just how many basic concepts can we fit into ninety minutes and oh like God. just have it be <laughs> okay? And at the end, Mario defeats Bowser. Like it's a oh, spoilers, dude. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck. I know. <laughs> I was like, Dude. sorry, yeah, spoilers cool. for all the 10-year-olds. We're going to have to flag this, this episode. Spoilers. May contain Mario, Mario movie spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> Content warning. A lot of good teams are bad right now. Okay, yes, but a lot of good teams that were playing bad are now playing better. A few ones, like the, the Cardinals, Yankees, for Cardinals. sure. I'm, I'm not even including the Yankees in, the, in that yeah. conversation because the Yankees still have a good record but like going down the list of some of these teams like why are the Phillies bad why yeah. are the Mets bad well the Phillies were built to not play defense so that sure but like, like that's not going to affect to you that much like it shouldn't why are the I mean the Cardinals are playing better now but like their their record still sucks so I think it's fair to say why are the Cardinals bad right. why are the Padres bad yeah, that is um, interesting because they are in fourth place in that division. <laughs> why are the Mariners bad? Yeah, and that's why are the White rough. Sox awful? The White Sox are so bad. Dude. Like They're there 16 are and quite a few teams oh my God. that are just underperforming around. A lot of teams that you would expect right to be in first are currently in fourth place, namely the Yankees, 
the White Sox, the Mariners, and the Padres. Um, and I mean the Phillies are and the Phillies too, but yeah. I, you know that that division is the Braves to lose, I think. But um, it's I this is a weird this has just been a weird baseball season. I think maybe some stuff going on with the pitching and that the clock might have shifted a lot of guys who you know were better last year or what because like there was a, a thought that maybe that's why Manoa has been struggling. But even then, I I don't really buy into that Manoa's that much. But it's tubby. yeah. That's all. He's that's his just, problem. He's just chebs. But pitching <laughs> injuries are way up around yeah. the league, and yeah. they have been for a few years, and they're continuing to go up. And yep. it seems like maybe they might just be up permanently. I mean, it's so hard to pitch, and it's such an effort I, on your body. Like I'm not a guy who knows what to do about that. <laughs> but you don't have the answers. No, n- not quite. Man. But. It's clear That's that like <laughs> Dustin May just this week went down. Yeah. We've seen so oh, many God. pitchers. Jeffrey Springs having Tommy John, Luis Garcia yep. having Tommy John. Was it Arcadia? Uh, Kate Cavalli, yeah. Espino on the Guardians have shoulder surgery. Yep. He's out for a while. Not that he had even made his debut. Yep. But there's some belief among Yankee fans that Nestor Cortez is injured, which I, you know, I would say tonight to say. might have disproved that. But um, uh, he went six strong tonight. To that's pitches, that's fair. Gave up one run. That is true. He had been he had a two string runs, of actually sorry. string of tough starts, but maybe he is over it. Um, the Mets are a mess, <laughs> also, which I just kind of like to point out whenever I can. But they're just not doing too the hot. The Mets are kind of in hell. They are really, because um, this is kind of them. I said this last week, I think, or the last time we talked about them, at least. Like, this is kind of who they are. This is like, they don't have a lot of serious injuries. Like, ex- I mean, I think, what, Scherzer's, like, still out, but... No, he's not. He's back. Yeah, okay, exactly. So, there you go. So, this is really pretty much the roster. Like, they don't have, like, help on the way. You know, like, the Yankees for so long had been able to put off any kind of well, they freaking did, uh, out. They did call up one of their top prospects this week uh, mark vientos right who i believe had knocked in a run last night before because they did uh the oh, carrasco was hurt and quintana actually yeah I well those two so pitchers are also true. cooked like they're well, hurt quintana might, well, no i think 34 quintana like maybe but carrasco has absolutely nothing carrasco's left, been done you. yeah um but they they called up brett Beatty, of course, a couple of weeks oh, and ago. Oh, Diaz. I forgot about and Diaz. Diaz is but hurt. Yeah. Whatever. That doesn't really count anyway. Um, so they did bring up a couple offensive reinforcements. Uh, Francisco Alvarez is getting in there more, and he's starting to pick up a little bit. So right. th- they do have some uh, bright spots there in Queens, uh, and they squeaked out two straight wins against Tampa Bay this week. I believe, and do not quote me on this, but apparently Gary Sanchez is expected to be called up. I, I, told, I said that to you on the subway. You did? Yeah, I don't think you heard me. I must have not. Yeah, I think yeah. I had headphones in. But either way, I did not know that. That's hilarious. Yeah, Gary Sanchez okay. is en route. He's going to be mentoring Francisco Alvarez. Oh, my goodness. Who's already not a very good that defensive catcher screwed. as far as I know. <laughs> yeah, oh, man. I don't think they brought him there to mentor. <laughs> there were better them. options. <laughs> they were like, maybe he'll get hot for a week, and then they just want to see him goodbye. hit a four hundred and sixty foot homer, and that'll be it. You just they want to repeat how they felt when Bartolo Colon hit that home run in like twenty fifteen. Was he a Met for that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he was. Yeah, that was in. Uh, I was going to say Safeco. Jeez, that was in the Padres. Um, Petco. 
Yeah. Uh, the entire American League East remains ahead of the entire American League Central. Yep. So if you look at That's that standings page, like it's just those first ten it's teams in order. In order. Yep. Uh, which is just surreal to look at. Uh, makes the Royals look a lot rougher. <laughs> it certainly does. It also makes. Well, no, but I. I it's not going to last. I mean, the Red Sox and Twins are already tied as of the last time I checked. Uh, and yep. the Sox are starting to lose, and that's going to continue because yep. they had gotten a little bit lucky. Yep, yep, yep. And they're a bad team. And the Twins are a better team mm-hmm. than the Red Sox. So, grade A analysis for me on Very that. Very nice. Um, uh, the Rangers are holding serve over the, uh, the AL West. The Astros are definitely starting to heat up a little bit, though. They are. Um, and I think they've won, what was it? I, I was looking at their last whatever recently. Either way. Um, they just continue to they've win. They've been winning. Despite yeah. those pitching injuries. They've got so many guys out. Uh, Altuve is coming back this weekend, so it's going to be a very big lineup reinforcement yep. for them. Yep. Um, I know Jordan Alvarez hit a huge tank the other night. Um, that guy's so good. Yeah, he's arguably the best hitter in baseball uh mm, so i think that title still belongs to aaron judge right now yeah that's why i said arguably well, well let's argue about it <laughs> i don't need to argue about it i think it's argued fight 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 <laughs> <laughs> man bryce any thoughts on the baseball price is only here contribution right there i to fight <laughs> um any any thoughts on uh, your observations of me when the Yankees are in season? I just know, like, last week or two weeks ago, you were really upset about it. And this week, you seem a little bit more chill, calm. That's because the Yankees are back it. to winning. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. If the Yankees Wait, have guys. lost, like, two of the, these games instead of, like, one, three, or four, <laughs> Brody would be beside himself right now. Like, we, yeah, we wouldn't be, be over there. We wouldn't be recording. <laughs> we wouldn't we'd be recording because he would be crying. You'd skip this week. Yeah. It'd be we kind of did. It is Thursday. We're late. Uh, we almost did. Yeah. We had to see a couple of the movies that we're here to talk about yeah. this week. Maybe guys, I have we... a contribution again. What's that? Uh, Aaron Hicks. Oh, Aaron Hicks is all the way back. What's Aaron, he doing now? He's Aaron Hicks has started contributing. Is again. this better? Yeah, he okay. He drove in a two-out RBI tonight in yep. a three-to-two game, or in a uh, two-two-to-one game. I'm sorry, he made it three-to-one. Then the Jays scored again, and then Aaron Hicks. Aaron Hicks. We don't need to do all that. <laughs> Aaron Hicks. And then Anthony Volpe homered. To the sticks. And uh, he's the Yankees the real deal. won. Volpe um, also has like turned it on in the last like ten games. Like really turned it on. Like he has power that is consistent. He has been. His defense has struggled a little bit. He has made quite a few errors. I think he probably felt comfortable enough with his defense that he was ready to really focus on hitting. And now maybe he could put them both together. Uh, yeah, good I for agree. him. Yeah, um, there were quite a few players that looked like they were in MVP form this week. One of them being Aaron Judge, who hit five home runs. God, he's so good. Since we last recorded, I think um, he hit five homers in this series against the Jays. I think he might have five yeah, homers. He in almost four had games. six. Like he got one that got called back <laughs> because it, it was a they, 
they called it a Fan double. Interference. But oh, yeah, yeah. No, it was like, it, it wasn't a home run. Yeah. We, we missed it by like a foot. I, I missed a few games because we saw so many movies. So like they, yeah. we went to go see yeah, 7 o'clock showings. Um, also with five home runs this week, uh, Ronald Acuna and Nolan Arenado. Your boy. Uh, yeah, who had been struggling <laughs> for the first like month of the year, yeah, as I think he it up. sometimes does. Like I don't think he's always a good April hitter, but... He's certainly picking it up. Uh, he, Everyone will have forgotten by the time anything matters. So oh, it's all I right. think people have forgotten already. The, fair. the Cardinals look like they're back. They've won eight of their last ten. Uh, and that division is still wide open. So if any of those other yeah. teams like the Brewers or the Cubs wanted to get off to a hot start. I mean, the, the Pirates did, and then they promptly fell back to earth, and they've they lost did. like 12 of their past. They've lost like 13 of them. They are still 15. only a game out of first place, though. So if they want to pick it back up. Well, that's what I'm saying. The division is wide yeah. open. Also, if you're an underperforming team, now the the you know the groundwork has, or the, uh, the, the map or whatever that has been set of how you fix it, you blame the catcher. That's how yeah. you get out of the basement. <laughs> you just blame the catcher. Yeah. So uh, who's going to try that next? Maybe the... You know the who framework. should blame the, the catcher is... The Pirates, because they have two who are waiting in AAA, just oh, right yeah. on the edge of being able to come up, up and dominate. They've got Henry Davis is uh, on a tear right now, and Andy Rodriguez, a switch-hitting prospect. Both Henry Davis whom, is currently in AA. Oh, yeah, because uh, Andy's in AAA. That's yep. right. That makes more sense. Uh, and yet they choose to start Austin Hedges. So... Not great. Kind of unfortunate. Not great, Bob. Feels like manipulation there of the uh, Super 2 rule or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. That got me in trouble in my job interview with uh, baseball. Because <laughs> they asked me, they were like, so do you know about uh, like you know the business side pretty well? Do you know about the Rule 5 draft and Super 2 eligibility? And I was like, yeah, I know about the Rule 5 draft for sure. Um, super 2. I'd never heard of it before. Yuri Perez came up. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm so excited about that. A lot of young one, pitching. One of my favorite pitching prospects yeah. in baseball. He's made two starts. Uh, his second one today. He went five innings against the Nationals. He got his first win. Uh, Taj Bradley also came back up today for the Rays to replace one of their injured pitchers because they have so many. Yep. Um, yeah, they're really, their good. pitching is getting kind of shellacked. Their I mean, pitching, they, yeah, their depth is certainly being Baz, tested. Glass now, Rasmussen, and Springs. They have four possible Cy Young candidates on the IL. Glass now is coming back this week. Yes. But, uh, yeah, it's definitely been next man up yeah. in Ray's land for quite a while. Yep. Oh, um, Clevenger and, uh, yeah, Clevenger got hurt. Jackson Holiday continues to tear Oh, that was the game the against minors. the Yankees. I forgot about that. That was when he tripped trying to tag out Aaron Hicks. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Anyway, yeah, Jackson Holiday had, like, what, five RBIs and three at-bats? Yeah, he had two straight games where I think he went, like, 10 for 10 or something yeah. stupid. Like, he's, at this point, kind of consensus the number one prospect in all of baseball. Yeah. Um, it's kind of crazy how last year's... Drew Jones sweepstakes turned into the Jackson Holiday litmus test. Yep. I think that's super interesting, but he looks like... Fangraphs um, has Gunner as the number one, but that's... That 
can't be uh, that's not updated because gunner graduated um he's no longer prospect eligible. i think it still counts that's probably like the preseason list you're looking at at present no um mitch keller is officially good i think and george yeah, he looks great george start kirby is uh the man leveling up for the mariners uh he had another dominant start last night and he just doesn't walk anybody like i think his walk rate his uh walk per nine is under a one which is just stupid yeah so nuts definitely uh ace uh production there out of him he had a little bit of a slow start but he's looking better now um that's about it for the baseball news for me i got a couple uh movie topics to touch on quick before we get into this double feature sure um first of all the can film festival started this weekend and they uh, oh and palm door yeah <laughs> did you hear what their opening film was <laughs> no. this year to start off the festival um it is a period drama directed by my wen who is best known as the woman who was groomed by luke besson when she was 12 and he was 30 oh boy yeah and that french yes yeah shocker right (laughs) uh and that relationship inspired leon the professional like the movie with the then 15 year old natalie portman or whatever sure so just gross vibes all over yeah um she directs herself as this woman who like everybody wants to fuck and who is like super powerful and is like witty and she knows everything and she teams up with the king louis one of them and it's played by johnny depp and it's his comeback (laughs) and it's his big comeback role dude any self-awareness like any they are aware like, of it. They're doing it on purpose. Oh, it's because of the French. They're like, ha ha, we no jamais <laughs> le These Americans. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's so foul. And um, they're, they're getting <laughs> rightfully skewered for it all over social media. Gross. But um, Killers of the Flower Moon is playing there out of competition. So, yeah. like, I, I don't know. I'm, I just. The trailer I, looks I, amazing. I, it does. I, I picture that uh, festival, and I'm just like, get keep Johnny Depp away from Scorsese, like as far away <laughs> as you can. Yeah. Just like we don't need that gross energy. Yeah. Polluting that our guy. Was, well, I mean, the trailer. The Deca- well is perfect. DiCaprio. Oh so my like, god! It came yeah, out today. Whatever. Anyway, um, yeah, the trailer looks great. <laughs> that last tag on that trailer is one of the like most powerful things I've seen recently in a trailer. Can you find the wolves in this picture? Looks great. Ugh. It's it's Love beautiful. It. From the opening shot, it's just you can tell our guy has done it again. Yep. Thelma's done it again in the sure. editing booth. I love that the uh, the trailer doesn't really tell you what the plot actually is. It just tells you like what's going down. Like you can just tell it's like it's a it oil barons and the business and greed and whatever like, about you know killing Native Americans and overtaking the country. Yeah, but we don't actually know anything about the character. Like they, uh, the Caprio's in love with a Native American woman. It looks like I need to read the but, book that it's based on before yeah. that that movie comes out because uh, it's the nonfiction book uh, published by David Grant a sure. few years back. It won some crazy awards. Yeah, 
this is definitely my most anticipated movie of the year. I think it's especially interesting because it's the first time that Scorsese has gotten Robert De Niro and Leonardo DiCaprio together. He has made so many movies with one or the other of them. Got the first both. 30 years of his career working with De Niro and then... The um, Paisan content yeah, through the roof. all of the Love 21st it. century three-hour blockbuster auteurist masterpieces he's made with DiCaprio, uh, culminating with The Irishman, with De Niro again, and now the two of them are together. So what a dynamic just, duo. Oh, man. Boom. Yep. It's hard to even think of any comparison for that. Brady like, and Antonio Brown. <laughs> like, Brady and Julio Jones. Like somebody, you know, baseball? establishing football. a legacy for so long. Scherzer and Verlander. Collaborator and then finding another for another generation and then creating something with the two of them together. Taylor Swift and Maddie Healy. Okay, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it gives me hope for cinema fair that he's enough. doing this at age 80. I think that's fair. I think Fucking that's, that's so well-deserved cool. well deserved hope. Maddie Healy, my ass. What's happening? We've talked about, yeah. we've now mentioned both Johnny Depp and Maddie Taylor Swift in this episode. I think we're going to get a lot of hate. I like, think so. On like the, the bots, it's going it, to yeah. be like... Oh, the God. bots are going to come for you. Guys. Amber Turd Moss, get over oh, it. Dear oh, God. God. Oh, Roy. Oh, yeah. God. Okay. Yeah. Moving on. The double feature that we've got for you this week prepared is two movies starring cast of the always sunny crew, my favorite show on television personally, Fool's Paradise, directed by Charlie Day, and Blackberry, directed by Matt Johnson, and starring Dennis Reynolds himself, one of the greatest actors of our generation. He really might be. And who has been due for a star turn for 10 years now. That man has range. Mr. Glenn Howerton. He just dis- full display. Yeah. Actually, in both movies. He was in uh, Fool's Paradise, too. He w- you know, to be honest, that that's a movie that's full of celebrity cameos. Yeah. like every- And mostly Always Sunny cameos. Like, a lot you know, most of, of most of the time yeah. like that, like if I'm like watching a movie and I see something and it's like, oh, hey, hey look at the celebrities. Like, I don't really care. But when it's somebody from Always Sunny, oh, my yeah. God, I'm into it. I know. Actually, so Bryce has not really seen a lot of Sunny and what she has not a fan of, which I actually think is very helpful for this because you get an out because we might be biased because we love all of these actors and sure. characters and whatever but i know you actually liked both movies and you yeah. have no association so that's kind of uh there's your little if you don't like sunny you could still go see okay. him and enjoy it's him. not that i don't like it's always sunny in philadelphia whatever yeah um, that, one. <laughs> that, one. that that's the city <laughs> it's just i've seen a couple of episodes i feel like i need to watch it all the way through yeah you do because I've seen so like here and show. there, and I just like don't get it. But I also didn't really like The Office the first time I saw it because I didn't see it in order, and I saw it like yeah. bits and pieces, and I was like, "Why is this funny?" They're but they're very different. Yeah, I just try to feel the same definitely way. not yeah. the same type of comedy. Yeah. But um, it is also it's you know it's it is similar in that you kind of get used to the style 
Of course, like, yeah, you yeah, obviously yeah. You get used to the actual storytelling style, whereas Sonny, you get used to the fact that it's like, oh, it's yeah. satire of these terrible, And I'm not comparing terrible, the two another two totally different shows, yeah. but like an example of how I didn't like it yeah. at first. I hate it when people say like, oh, you have to get past like season one to season fully appreciate six. it. But <laughs> yeah, but with, with that show, it's actually true because that's when uh, Danny DeVito right. shows up is in the season He's two so pilot. Cute. Yep. And that is when it really Speaking turns of Italian. and finds its groove. <laughs> love Danny DeVito. He is a treasure. <laughs> yeah. Thank God. Um, but speaking of Fool's Paradise, which we'll start off with, uh, I published some of my thoughts on it on, onto the Mudville Substack. Uh, it was the first time that I have tried to tackle a film review. Yeah. And I was, uh, I found myself to be quite a fan of it, and I'm going to do it again. So yes, there's going to be, <laughs> thank you, there's going to be uh, more coming on the Mudville Substack yeah, as well go as check that out as Lincoln well bio. as uh, Brody's the Yankees etc. Mm-hmm. So you can find both those together. Yeah, I was um, trying to do weekly stuff on there. I think I'm going to pull back on that because I was I I wrote a weekly recap and then I think I'm going to actually just end up more when I find that there's something that I feel strongly sure. about. Yeah, just because yeah, I don't want to. It's not I'm not getting paid for it, so I don't want to force don't myself waste to make a deadline. Time. That and my own time because it's like you know I want it to be good. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to force something out that I don't feel great about. So I want it to be like, oh, I care about this and I feel like I can write about it well. So if you're not talking money, do Brody doesn't want to talk. Well, it's not that. It's that I don't want to write. <laughs> <It's so funny. laughs> also, I'm not a scat. I'm not in the but WGA. You're good at it. But I'm just Thank trying you. to appreciate that. make you sound cool here. Like, That's, I'm just trying to like, talk bring around stacks, and Bring bands and we can talk. Yeah. Uh, but what did you think <laughs> of uh, Pool's Paradise? Price you first. Oh God, I don't want to go first. You go first. Brody, go first. Okay, go fine. first. Um, I enjoyed it. I like it's not doing too hot in the uh, the old review area. That's like sixteen percent on run. Yeah, I don't know why it's that low. I get it not being like ninety nine percent certified fresh, but it's also I don't know why it's so low because it's like it is not a movie that's worth hating. Like, no, certainly not. It is just, it's a thoroughly, like, it will keep your attention the whole way. It's fun. It's different. It feels fresh, not to do a nod to Rotten Tomatoes, but it feels like very <laughs> fresh as a concept. And also, I love the, the, char- the idea, the concept of it is great, of, like, this character that wants nothing, and everybody that he interacts with in Hollywood just is the way that they treat him is a reflection of who they are as people and as characters. And I love that. They're aggressive for when he's giving them nothing. And it's just so, yeah, I, mean, I, I um, loved that. I thought it was really fun. You know, Charlie day was definitely very um, clear that this is a movie that wears its influences on its sleeve in particular, uh, Hal Ashby's yeah. being there from 1979, uh, starring Peter Sellers, okay. uh, a movie about a gardener who's a caretaker or rich, person dies and he's <laughs> rich person his rich dies. person dies his, and his rich person he's cast out into the real world and um you know through like the help of people and just circumstantial situations sure. that he finds himself in like he becomes a politician and right like gets a bunch of, of money and yeah whatever and like that's a lot of fun and i don't think that this movie was able to capture that uh magic quite as well like i felt like some of the maneuvering that 
they did like with um you know like adrian brody and kate he was great Beckinsale. by the way i did enjoy his performance yeah, yeah. like they're kind of like throwing charlie day around just in a way that doesn't always feel fully natural and feels a little bit like contrived and mechanical sometimes yeah, like it's like his um innocence and uh helplessness is like yeah. that should drive everything else around him and i feel like it was kind of the other way around at points i kind of like that though it's just everything is just like pushing him yeah but like and that's, that's i know that saying. that was like what he wanted to mm-hmm. do i was listening to the the sunny podcast where he was talking about coming up with the concept and he was like i want a character that is completely just without agency or want or you know just remove everything that makes your prototypical protagonist so and a riff fun. on the yeah. the tramp the uh, yes. charlie chaplin yeah, yeah. protagonist when he gets off the bus and they throw the little hat at him and he does like a little like physical like you know yeah just a, a very yeah just like a very uh, in a an allusion to the old you know silent movies and just all that stuff and yeah well yeah, that, it's fun that was kind of something that i wish that they had leaned into a little bit more like one yeah, of my main away. complaints was that you can't really have a tramp movie without like physical comedy right like this like uh i don't think charlie Completely day present. had like he doesn't have the same charisma as charlie chaplin like he has kind of like an ironic like post charisma i guess sure and like that's that's certainly not like a knock on charlie day like it's it's like a hundred years after right i I do think that it's an an interesting concept to like take you know something that helped build hollywood from the ground up like these very like basic like visual ideas and the these gags that were just performed in such a exemplary fashion by Chaplin that was able to like propel him to superstardom and then you make this movie now a hundred years later and it doesn't really have a lot of that charm that's like so inherent to his DNA you know so sure like I don't know it part of me thinks that it's like an unfair comparison to make in the first place but also like it seems pretty clear to me that Charlie Day wants you to make that comparison like you want to be like hey oh this is like this is kind of like the tramp but like if you're gonna do that i think you have to lean into it a little bit more than he did like you know the fact that we have we can talk in movies now (laughs) like can use that a bit like and that charlie day himself appears as a different like speaking character for like a couple minutes and then that's the actually the way that that he's able to um yeah incorporate this this new character into the well it's like Uh, we we should actually say what the plot of the movie is for those who have not seen it uh it's the story of this unnamed mute uh mental patient portrayed by charlie day uh who stumbles onto a film set and uh this down on his luck opportunistic pathetic uh publicist played by ken jong uh, he gives an amazing performance actually. i disagree i didn't like him very much really no, i think he's just it was an boring. annoying actor yeah i felt like he was kind of like it. sucking the energy out of it sometimes to be honest a i wasn't into him he overpowered charlie day a little bit i think that was part i think because they're supposed to be like both the main that's, character but yeah. that's another I thing too, i get is, what you uh, mean but i i thought he did i well. just think he has like a stronger energy than charlie day has like i just don't i don't know 
I just think that actor kind of bothers me. He did a good. He he had a great performance, but you know, he's He's very like one note. Yeah, Yeah, he is. He He can. He plays the same character in every movie. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. I thought Um, I couldn't tell if his heartfelt scenes. Well, what was supposed to be heartfelt was supposed to be heartfelt or not. (laughs) I thought it was ironic. Which yeah. I, I I couldn't tell if it was supposed to be or not. That's, that's like, the thing is like I like it if it's ironic, right. but if that was supposed to be sincere, like that yeah. fucking sucks. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'm talking specifically about like the scene in the hospital where he like literally yeah. says, "I have to be nicer to people and stop taking them for granted." Like right. that's so like I, that's very like walk hard. It's and, yeah, like, exactly. It, that it's, can't like I felt like that kind of couldn't be sincere. But I also don't want to be like. Yeah. Also, I don't really know if it was sincere because like the whole like la movie culture is like right. so fake yeah and he probably feels like he should feel like that well but yeah doesn't. the, right. the <laughs> yeah. You know? plot itself is definitely satire like um yeah. you know he the characters too I, everybody the is a satire on this uh, archetype of la takes. person but yeah yeah and he he gives charlie day's character the name latte pronto he overhears oh, the pronto. director or the producer yeah. of the movie that Charlie Day's mental patient character stumbles into and the producer yells at an intern for a latte pronto and he thinks that that's his name. And so he goes, Mr. Pronto, do you mind if I call you a latte? And he's like, can I, do you have an agent? Do you have representation? And yeah. You know, like, the, you know the, yeah. the whole thing. Um, I enjoyed it. It's like, it's cute. It's all ve- like nothing deserves to be taken seriously, which is why I think it shouldn't be rated so low. Yeah. Some, but, well, something else that, that I was going to point out is like in, in all the best, like, Chaplin movies or at least the ones that I've seen like he always has another strong presence to like yes. complement right. what he's doing uh, like yeah. the yeah. the best example is uh Paulette Goddard but um he's also like I I haven't seen the kid but that has the, the titular kid, kid of course yep. um and like Ken Jong just doesn't have that at all like what what he's doing and what Charlie Day is doing like I never felt like there was a super strong yeah the very chemistry between um, them um performances I liked it a, a little bit more when he was being like led around by Adrian Brody or uh yeah. Kate Beckinsale or Jason Sudeikis a little bit more like I felt like that like those scenes had a bit more Sudeikis was energy. great like, too. I love him yeah he's, Jason he's just a good actor so he's good. funny um, I like they could have honestly cut Ken Jong out entirely and I would have been okay with it no but you need him for like what plot that there no, is I kind which, of agree with yeah but, but like you could change him with somebody different like you could like that that role could be played in a different way by a much more interesting actor I guess um, I don't. I don't hate the idea of using Ken Chong. I'm curious why they did because it it is like it's hard to tell if they were going for a dramatic role for him or like you know yeah yeah. You know, I think it works because he's very over the top and the whole film is very and also extreme. Like, but yeah, Charlie Day. For, it, it it didn't seem like he went first. A lot of like memorable imagery. Like you, it, I thought the cinematography was all right. Well, but. Oh, I thought cinematography, it was really sure, but like, but like images that you remember that like oh, sure. stick in your head. You know, like you, of course, had to do that during the silent era. But if that, right. if this is supposed to be kind of like a homage to that, then I, I wish there was mean. more like memorable imagery. Like I'm thinking, that like bus was like the closest thing to that. I think that's like you know, quote yeah. unquote iconic, which you know, it like or from a, something like this where it would stick in your mind. But I get what you mean. Yeah, like the the best example that I I can think of is 
modern times when they're like testing the corn feeding machine on him and they like i knew you haven't seen it but they like they, they call him into the the office and they like put this up to his teeth and it like spins around oh my god it's 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 hilarious and like this this movie doesn't really even attempt anything like that yeah and i wish it did the only scene that i could think of i mentioned this to you the other day but um when uh charlie day was being interviewed his character was being interviewed i think it was yes. like the same exact set as the joker when the joker was yeah. being interviewed <laughs> it looks like, like with it. joaquin phoenix yeah which like also it was, might I, be it's yeah. probably the same studio or something no, no no i just mean that might be trying to be a nod towards like the you know a mental guy oh yeah that's who, who so shouldn't true be on this yeah, I think we're kind of grasping at straws here. Oh, yeah, I think we were too. <laughs> Maybe it's just supposed to be a I don't know. It just looks so identical. <laughs> yeah, very similar. Yeah, I I definitely liked this this movie, movie though. I know, I know it, it sounds that. like I've I've been a little critical of it, but I, I'm definitely like I definitely liked it. Like I, I wish that we had more movies like this. Like I wish yeah. that we were still funding like mid budget comedies like yeah. this. Yeah, from, you know, That's TV people that are really funny. Yeah, go just go like, see it and like, just like make your own opinion. And on no it. one <laughs> makes like fun movies anymore yeah. they're either like yeah. really serious or really bad yeah you yeah. know like this was just like a good movie to watch <laughs> you yeah. know very it's just entertaining just, like, beginning is band. what it is <laughs> you walk now, out you're like, like that was fun that's it <laughs> yeah. yeah like i don't know comedy i feel like now sir like people want it to serve as like therapy instead of jokes it's like we need which, jokes uh, i don't we I'm need not, we need to laugh that. and enjoy. Yeah. And I definitely laughed at, at this this movie. Like I Common I was so funny. That, that was he was really good. Like I I loved the bit where uh, Charlie Day is carrying around an urn and Common just oh for some reason assumes he that George Lopez George is Lopez. inside. He's like, is that you, George? <laughs> he's like, see you later, Lopez. <laughs> he's throwing away. He's throwing the ashes like <laughs> off of the thing. And he goes, Lopez. You made us laugh and you made us cry. Like that, that was the funniest part of the movie for me. It's just the assertion that George Lopez made us cry at any point in time. Oh, my God. Um, God yeah, I mean, I loved uh, J- Jason Bateman shows up. Yep, he's uh, in there for Edie a sec. Falco is, like, the agent. I she actually was wasn't really that into uh, Glenn Howard and his cameo as the, like, business yeah, it was manager like two for seconds. that. That one it was a little... You know, I didn't realize it was him, me. actually, at first. It's just, like, it's the kind of movie that like you're meant to just find on yeah. like fx at 11 p.m sure watch on the plane summer. and just like kick back it's and totally a off. plane movie yeah. like i don't know i i discovered charlie day from horrible bosses which is like oh, yeah. that's yeah. a great movie, movie. like the, i love funny. horrible bosses yeah that's and, a like, great movie this is like the kind of movie like that's the kind of movie that i wish they were still making and like right. this is kind of the closest thing that we have and maybe i'm just i'm only saying that because it's uh charlie day and you know he's got right. all of his guys in it but well, i don't know it, those, it, like, it feels Will to Ferrell, me like there's ben stiller type comedies like horrible bosses yeah. is like a thread on those kind of things and like you yeah. know a bit you know kind of moderner ver- moderner like you know it's from 2012 or whatever but like the 2000s had all those will ferrell and ben stillers and then the, you know such a good era for were, movies yeah 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 and then you know after that there just hasn't been that in like years the, the studio years. comedy went the way of the romantic comedy yes <laughs> yeah. oh my god um wait which way the dead. gone way yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's dead yeah. to the ground um yep. the thing that i de- that i mainly took away from it is that charlie day clearly has a lot of love for great directors like right 
I watched his uh, criteria. He wanted it to be great. <laughs> yeah, he, he definitely wanted it. Yeah. Um, and that that's more than a lot of people can say, to be honest. It is. That's, but, like, that's why. I, had, I yeah. watched his um, Criterion Closet episode, and he was, like, so happy to find all these movies. Like, he was talking about bringing the uh, Agnes Varda collection home for his wife, and he's got Francois Truffaut, and uh, he, got, he got a, a PTA. He got Punch Drunk Love, and... Uh, which John Bryan did the the score for that. Yes. He also did the score yeah, yeah, for yeah. this. Um, Kubrick, he got the Cassavetes collection. He was like, I, I got to take this back home and I got to like re restudy this and I got to see like what he did. And I was like, man, I also need to do that. <laughs> like I need yeah. to watch John Cassavetes movies again. Sure. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's like inspiring to hear people talk like that. Like, especially when, they're occupying the lane that Charlie Day is. And um, I, I definitely hope that despite this movie's failures on uh, Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic or et wherever, cetera, et cetera. that he is allowed yeah. to continue making them. Yeah, I, I really hope he comes back with something else at some point. And like, you know, I, I think his, his stick plays. I think he just has to find the right way to uh, use it. So it's, you know. Anyway, I, I would give it. it a seven or seven and a quarter out of ten. <laughs> I would give it a... Maybe six and a half. Shit, I don't want to go on a quarter scale. I was going to give it a, like, five and a half. Out okay, of ten, fair enough. Well, I, I think it's not good enough for a seven and a half, but, like, yeah, I, I enjoyed I it more that. than a seven, so eh, seven maybe feels Do fair, we want to... Here's a question. Do we want to set the precedent for numerical ratings on our pod... On our, movie episodes i'll just say seven out of ten so that oh that's are you saying like yeah i'm conceptually like that's a good point because then if you okay that being considered i'll give it a six (laughs) if we yeah if we did i'd give it a five yeah i think six is good too because i think it's an average movie but it's like above average yeah just a little bit bold prediction when it comes out on VOD, a bunch of people are going to be like, hey, this is all right. Yeah, exactly. It'll have a cold (laughs) dead cat bounce or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Do you want to get into the other movie we've got this week? Sure. Any? Do we have any other final thoughts? I think we covered everything. I think I've got everything. Um, Oh, actually, there is one thing that I wanted to mention about him wanting it to be good. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and the fact that they used John Bryan for the score and everything in the podcast episode where he's talking about making the movie, um, he says that they really they put a shit ton of the budget into the score because you have to have that like a, you know it, which I appreciate a lot as a musician like he also is a musician and he knows like if you're gonna have a movie like this um, anything where you want it to feel emotional or something it has to have the right score which you know I just appreciate that he actually recognizes that and threw money at a great composer and said, Hey, I've got this thing and try to, you know, help me make it better with, you know, it's what a score does. It doesn't just, it's not just there. It adds it, to things. Yeah. So, it complements yeah. the movie. Um, exactly. Like I, I felt like watching it, that the, uh, cinematography got like progressively better as the movie went on. Like I, yeah, I remember like, I think they shot it over years <laughs> too, yeah, by I the think way. They shot it five years ago. At they this started point. So in 2018. Like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe yeah. it, Maybe at this point he's able to make a better movie than he was five years ago. Right. Who knows? There were several times in the movie, like even when I wasn't particularly into what was on the screen, sure. where I noticed that this like beautiful score would come kicking in. Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, man, yeah. I really like that. Right. Um, right. I think that definitely helped. I mean, yeah. you know, the score, good score always helps a movie. Absolutely. Um, and the other one that we saw this week was Blackberry, directed by Matt Johnson. Uh, 
I believe he's from Toronto, maybe. I, I know he's Canadian. Where the vampires. <laughs> um, <laughs> familiarized myself to uh, his most popular movie, which is The Dirties, this afternoon. Okay. Um, it's kind of like this super, super low budget DIY, like filmmaking, like film nerd movie that progressively Perfect. turns into a mass shooter thriller oh my like, lord like, like a school shooter movie basically. <laughs> Jesus yeah it's, Christ. it's fucking they crazy movies about that now. <laughs> well they they did 10 years ago in canada wow. i don't know if you could do it in america yeah um but i mean why that, we're the one that has them yeah why, why can't like, you we're, the ones, the about we're the ones who who need to we gotta handle it why yeah. is why is hollywood not not solving this problem yeah. oh god they are the problem <laughs> Fix it. <laughs> yeah, we just saw this this Erg. movie tonight, so I I tried to keep. Yeah, quiet we we did not really discuss our until thoughts we about got it. back. Uh, got on the mics, as I they say. I was really impressed by how much I liked this movie. Me too. It was so good. Yeah, it was. So that was. Happy. I think so the only thing that we did talk about on the way out was like, wait, are we all like? We're not expecting how great that was going to be. It, it was, was really kind of knocked our socks yeah. off. I don't think it was just you know the fact that we just walked out either. I think like everything was just like tight and fun, and it was like you know the drama hit and the comedy hit, and it was just like all very well done. I <laughs> thought performances were great, the story was great, it was all good. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's the you know I, w- I was talking about the movie that I watched before. Uh, this is a decade later. Um, in a completely new direction for Matt Johnson. Uh, I, I felt a lot of like social network influence in this. Definitely. I felt like if it was about the P- like if it was about MySpace Tom. Yeah. You know, like right. the, the people who like led up to the people who were very <laughs> successful. Right. Um, I saw. That's, that's a good way to put it. I saw quite a few uh, inside Lou and Davis comparisons this week that I think is totally apt because, like, that's like a movie about. A I still haven't saying, seen that movie. Oh, I, man, know, dude, I know it's I would love it. Yeah, I need to watch like, it. I know most of the listeners hopefully have seen it, but if not, you know, it's a movie about a folk singer down on his luck touring America after the death of his partner and that the. He serves sort of culturally as the unsuccessful opening act for Bob Dylan. Oh, we should um, watch that. It, yeah, you, you would love it. And oh you'd really love it. And um, this movie, they you know serve as the opening act for the iPhone. Right. And Blackberries are done. Like I haven't yeah. seen anybody with a BlackBerry in over twelve years that's, or whatever. Yeah. Like, that's a pretty specific number. But I haven't yep. seen a I haven't seen a BlackBerry in the, the wild in quite yep. a long time. Well, there's the, the, the stat <laughs> in the wild. There's a stat on the end of the screen which I think is very like um, at their peak. BlackBerry held forty five percent of the Amer- or I think of the global cell phone market which is insane 45 percent of human beings with a phone had a blackberry a lot of people now it's zero so <laughs> like it's you know that's yeah. something you know that's a like, very hard rise I and mean, fall everyone has an iphone yeah if i'm like texting somebody and they or have like Android a overseas. green text message yeah. i'm just gonna be like eh. yeah, it's not worth it i don't know if i'm into this cut person. them off out of it <laughs> yeah Done. they're probably weird they pick their nose <laughs> oh my god oh my god last night we saw a oh man knuckle deep oh <laughs> man just walking really where where was this we were in the subway call him out and yeah we almost did we we don't know his name but <laughs> air him out on the pod <laughs> okay so we, we bring were, him on to get as yeah. a guest <laughs> if you were in the the uh the where were we delancey 
No. Who cares? Whatever. Whatever. If you were in, if you were in the Grand Street D tunnels last night around nine o'clock and you were digging for gold, you were seen. Just so you know. <laughs> you were seen. I'm also, sure that guy's listening. He's like, he, fuck. No, 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 no. He was brazen. They got me. He he knew that he was seen. There were no, we were not. It was not just like us and him. And he was like looking around. He was. This is like a crowd of people going two ways in the middle of traffic. And I'm telling you, he is up there. Like, <laughs> Brody's very passionate about the nose picker. <laughs> well, we were looking at each other. Like we walked by, and I, you know, I don't want to like tap you on the hip while we're like facing him. But like we walked by him, and both of us just started laughing. Each other. Like you saw that, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, that man was oh, man. in the nose. <laughs> oh my god! But anyway, go, go on. Oh man, yeah. And anyway, Blackberry. Uh, well, I guess we'll get into the plot. Uh, it's. <laughs> 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 Sorry to derail things. Mudville, a podcast about digging for gold. <laughs> um, it's a movie about the once kind of upstart Blackberry operation, which was started mm-hmm. by tech guys Mike Lazaridis and Doug. Last name, I don't remember. Freegal or Freig. Um, yeah, played by Jay Baruchel Freega. and Matt Johnson, the director of the film, yes. respectively. Um and their show was great yeah i barely liked him and how their team of fun like movie nerds like fun guys uh became in business with a shark like nerds nerds they were like yeah they they were they were like yeah for real like whatever the opposite of a man's man is (laughs) um (laughs) and then you have jim balsily uh canadian balsily businessman (laughs) who hits them up and is like you guys are getting screwed and I'm going to be your business partner, and we're going to turn this into a whole thing. He's like a hard-ass businessman Wall Street type. And the, He's so funny. The yeah, reason that you get Glenn Howerton for this role is that this man is, is objectively insane. Yeah, he's an absolute <laughs> he is an lunatic. insane person. Yeah. Um, which is so much fun because, like, it, it's, of course, about, like, the upstart BlackBerry operation. So, like... Anybody who has an iPhone knows what happened to the BlackBerry. Like right. they were super successful. Well, anybody who's over and the age of like sixteen yeah. knows what happened yeah. to the BlackBerry. Um, they remember. I, we were all of us on the way out. We're like, my mom had a BlackBerry, and we're like, mine too. Brickbreaker. Yeah, yeah. Brickbreaker on the BlackBerry. All For the bees. But um, yeah, I, I was impressed with how clean of a three act structure like the real oh my God, story yeah. made like not, yeah. not that that's like something i particularly care about but like when when it's done well i, I think it's worth no, it's fun. shouting out like yeah. this was a really tight s- strong screenplay like i i laughed all throughout we this laughed movie. we cried <laughs> thank we, you we, just like george lopez just like george lopez um we didn't cry it's not that sad no Unless you really were attached to your Blackberry. It's not that sad. <laughs> yeah, but like obviously this is like a this is a rise and fall finance asshole movie. It's um just such a good setting for a movie. Yeah, it's like it's kinda like social network if they didn't respect the tech entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um which which would be a much more interesting movie without Aaron Sorkin's bullshit. But hey, I, I digress. Yeah. Um, when when Glenn Howardin first shows up in this operation and like he has to, you know, whip this ragtag group of nerds playing like World of Warcraft or whatever they were playing. And he like shows up and he's, you know, talking to them like they're working at a real like he's coming from an actual 
office office and he shows up and he's like barking orders at secretaries that don't exist yeah. and like you know it's just it's really funny you can just tell that he's from a completely different world it's yeah like uh, but it's also i say funny but it's also just like extremely effective oh yeah at, you know it's, showing it's the difference filmmaking. of what you know what this guy can bring to this group and you know why um, he's there and what they need and also just make you laugh i love the moment where Glenn Howard and says to them, uh, do you know the saying, the perfect is the enemy of the good? good yeah. And he replies, good enough is the enemy of humanity. Yep. And I was like, damn. Oh, that was Yo, that's good stuff. Um, yeah. There's a lot of good quotes in that movie. Yeah, yeah no, like definitely. a lot of them. Yeah. It's a really, it was really, I, well I really liked yeah. it. Well um, well I, I would say, like, towards the third act when Glenn is going full Dennis and jay baruchel is like kind of doing a tim robinson impression yeah. for like a oh few scenes yep. like i i really the movie was firing on all cylinders yep. like i was um i thought i did a great job of balancing the dynamic of the relationships between uh jay and matt and yep. jay and glenn and uh i i do wish that they had given glenn howerton's character a bit more screen time because like he was definitely like the most fun to watch yes. like by by a head in in the third act he kind of is off on his own little side adventure that doesn't yeah. get seen as much but yeah it's like he's still he is in more than enough to like give you a full you know like a, a it'll satiate your your dennis appetite if yeah you, you know and also for sunny fans uh, my little plug for you. You do get a good, real Dennis Reynolds psycho moment in you, this movie. You get a line read. I, it's like, I, it is pure gold. <laughs> it's great. Shiny it's, it's, 50 carat gold yep. of just <laughs> <laughs> exactly what you want Glenn Howerton to give you. <laughs> just, I really which need I think to watch Sunny. We ha- yeah, we, we'll I watch really so Sunny tonight it. after <laughs> this. But um, it's, you know, it's exactly what you're thinking it is. And we've said it, I think, a few times already on the podcast, but it's not to spoil it, but it's just so, so good. And I feel like I'm going to be saying that now whenever I talk about where I'm from. <laughs> like, um, it's just, it's, oh, it's yeah. good. Oh my God, me too. Um, and, uh, you know, I think, like, I was worried, I will say, because in the very beginning, I could not separate at all. Like, he's he shows up as this very serious businessman character and i was like oh that's dennis like, that's dennis like it's dennis and he's doing a bit and he's wearing another man's skin and this is like he's getting off on this or whatnot you know what that reminds and, me of <laughs> what's that it's like when um jason alexander plays any oh other God. role oh he's or, or even rain wilson yes yeah. it's like that cannot is do it. that is george and yep. dwight like even when that they change their dwight. hair or their facial hair or whatever like it's you know because he's he's got the he's got the Costanza cut actually yeah. in this movie, um, <laughs> but he's still Glenn Howardin with his like face and jaw and whatever. I always feel so like, bad for those actors. Yeah, who I, get stuck on a roll. I know they can't get away <laughs> it from it. It is. Well, they, they did that whole curb season yes. where, where they were like going to yeah. make a show with Julia Louis Dreyfus. Like, that was really that. funny. Yeah. Um, no, it was Jason. It was Jason Alexander. But Julia Louis Dreyfus. She was Julia Louis-Dreyfus is also oh, in that episode. Which, by the way, actually, lots of people's parents are, are, are going to see Blackberry and they're going to be like, why didn't they make a movie about the iPhone? <laughs> oh my God, that's coming. That's on the you way. Know. I know, it's next. It's the sequel. I actually yeah. would want to see Rob that. Rob McElhenney will be Steve Jobs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be wild. Like I God. actually never realized like what the story was behind Blackberry, yeah, though, because like no obviously, like, yeah. I mean, I mean, we grew up in our like moms had these phones or dads or whoever. Right. And um and like I always used to steal it and like play on the phone and like brick breaker and like right. all that stuff. But like 
I didn't realize how insane that whole development was. Yeah, like, that it era was just of tech crazy. behind yeah. the scenes. I, yeah. I like, can't even imagine. How scheming. do you just like create they something? They invented smartphones. So I know, but like crazy that is some shit. like yeah. crazy smart. Like yeah. Oh my god. I can't There's, even imagine. Like, I, I don't know how much we should be talking directly about like what happens, but there oh, is yeah. that moment. Yeah, like, okay. last one to to really cut. If you've seen the movie, you Spoiler. get it. If you haven't, you know. Sorry. Yeah, we're we're not going like too it's, deep. This in, is, it's in not spoilers, spoilers, but we're it's talking like about the movie. Moments so. that okay. hit well. So yeah. if you need a reason to go see it, there are like, a lot. Like the story but, is like real. Yeah, so I mean, like exactly. not really that, giving away. Much. Yeah, that's true too. How much can you spoil a movie about the Blackberry? Exactly. It's like you make a movie about Blockbuster. Right. Yeah. Um, but the moment when uh, Mike at the end he's like they're talking about uh, like iPhone is on the way like it's right after it's been announced and like you as the viewer you're like oh well they're fucked yeah you know they cannot they we know that like these characters are done Uh, and he goes like they're the guys that he's been working with are like well you know what are you actually giving us new like how are you going to beat them and it's like because I know that I created this entire industry and it's like oh shit that is kind of crazy he just got beat at his own game that's what this story is like you know in a yeah. nutshell so weird this when guy he, who when thought he, he had it that. all and figured it out and then yeah it just fails and when but, he yeah. talks about that it's also kind of like the third act sort of where it's right. like you realize you're like oh shit this like, is on the way wow. out like you actually yeah. feel like your heart drop and you realize <laughs> like wow <laughs> this sad. guy actually did yeah. create this yeah. like whole thing practically and you're rooting for him by the yeah, end you're, yeah you're totally rooting for him yeah. and then like at the end he just goes like psycho and yep. is trying to like you know beat it yep. beat whoever and it's right. just you know all these years later we're still using iphones yeah i know like, oh, I, as i was sitting there with all of us everybody yeah, in the theater is probably guilty. like our like I phones are feeling dreams. a little bit heavier in our pockets <laughs> all of a sudden well like there was that uh we're, we're gonna become the yeah. guys who were the phone before everybody we were the had the phones iPhone. that you had before you had an iphone and i think i heard somebody in the audience say yeah yep. <laughs> oh my yeah. god but when you think about yeah, it too like i remember i think my mom only had a blackberry for like three years yeah my mom too. or something Mine like not had that the first long iPhone. my mom also yeah. had the first iphone which wow she moved from the blackberry <laughs> with the little ball straight to the iphone yeah which do we yeah. have anything else to say about Blackberry? Do you want to do you want to give it a score? Jay Barry shells range from being like that really quiet, nerdy, like other dude has to speak for him all the time to being like snaky businessman was really cool. Yeah, I, I thought, thought he that did was a good job. Of, uh, this is the end. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Honestly, I, like he he just did a good job. I I sure. you know I didn't know that he had that kind of range. And same thing goes for Glenn Howard. And this is the first time I've ever seen him do real dramatic role. Like, true, like, playing it straight, and he fucking nailed it. Knocked I, it out of the park. I also have another point, too. Like, yeah. um, so, the main guy? Uh, Glenn Howerton? Or Mike? Mike. Mike. I know by his character. I don't yeah. know the actors. Very Jay well. Baruchel. Yeah, yeah, so Mike, um, the character, he was super vulnerable, and, like, yeah. as Bird was saying, like, soft spoken, and, like, all this, you know, really timid guy. And by the end, he's, like, again, like, the schemy like slimy guy sort of thing but you can see haircut and whatnot yeah and you can totally tell but like but he also has that same element at the end where he goes back to his like vulnerable like he actually cares about the phone and like whatever but i thought it was cool because this always sunny guy what's his name glenn Glenn, yes the one playing uh 
Jim Balsillie. Jim, Jim Baldsillie. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Jim, whatever. So he was Balsley. super, like, strong and, like, such a strong presence at first. But then, like, over the mo- course of the movie, he becomes a little bit more vulnerable. Yeah. And yeah. he I softens like, up. Yeah, a bit. the two yeah. co CEOs, like, a little, like, switched vibes a little bit, which I thought mm-hmm. was kind of cool to see. Yeah, that's so true. I, I also thought it was that. really yeah. cute the way they came up with Blackberry because Mike. <laughs> <laughs> he spilled on Mike, his shirt. Yeah, 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 he was, like, was so wondering. nervous and he, like, got this Blackberry stain yeah. on his shirt before this, like, huge meeting or whatever. And they make it's a little you, bit of a spoiler, but they make you know. question like, yeah, how the hell did they come up? Because it's a great name. It is a great and name. You're like thinking because they show up with a completely different name, and then like while they're in and the pitch meeting, sucks. they don't have a name for it. Yeah, it's terrible. Um, and then they're yeah, you know, like you're just like, how the hell? Because in your mind, you're like, this never existed before. Like tech was not a, a space where you would have these like cutesy names for stuff like this. So like, but it was such an approachable name. Where the name. hell did they get the name Blackberry? It's perfect for it. And then, you know, it's, it's just a, you it's know, just a stain. And even a, a nice logo little mo- or like, yeah, you know, nice it just all looks for it. like a Blackberry. I know. It's just so, it's still iconic. I mean, you it know, is. you can picture the, the little dots, like, you know, the logo, the italics, mm-hmm. whatever in your head. Yeah. Well, and, addition to those two lead performances i also want to shout out matt johnson who i thought was great in that supporting role and who did an amazing job behind the camera writing and directing the movie seriously Um, i can't imagine doing all of that at once like that's stressful (laughs) he's the guy but he really did well too he was hilarious and and yeah that like he was hilarious and also kind of like like a like a nudge and then also lovable. So yes. it's like, it's like he, he was, you know, he did it all. He and really nudge. did. Yeah. I don't know what else to call him. I feel like nudge a good is a good one. We should probably wrap up here soon. So. I'm getting a little tired. Yeah. Uh, go see, go see both of them. Go Blackberry see. is better, but I they're really both love worth Blackberry. Seeing. Yeah. Uh, shout out to the always sunny guys. We had a great week at the movies. Thanks to them. Yep. Seriously. Uh, do we want to give a one to 10 score for Blackberry? Give it a nine. Mm. Okay, Bryce. Oh God, I feel like a nine is pretty accurate. I'm gonna go with an eight myself. Yeah, but okay. uh, hey, noticing a theme. <laughs> we loved it. <laughs> it was great. Thank it was you, really good. Sunny guys, for giving us a week of content. And thank you to the Mudville listeners for tuning in for another week. Yeah, allowing I, I us more to make content for out. you. I know. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna we're gonna keep doing oh. more new movies as they come out. My tease. Um, a movie that I worked on last year is coming out next week. First movie I ever worked on is releasing next week with Julia Louis Dreyfus. Oh, is it the Nicole Holof Center? Yes, the yeah. Nicole Holof Center movie, uh, A twenty four vehicle, and um, I'm very excited to go watch. You know, uh, a bookshelf that I built be on screen. <laughs> it's gonna be fun. <laughs> gonna I was be so just cool. like excited for that movie before I remembered that you worked on it. Yeah. So like we're we're totally gonna do one on that. Yeah, that but was uh, it's it's gonna be pretty good. I think I, from what I saw of uh, you know the work and stuff. Yeah. Julia Louis Dreyfus, you can't go wrong with you. Of course, she's, she's best. wonderful. And um, also uh, Tobias Menzies, who played um, Uncle. Uh, Rico? No, no, Game of Thrones. Um, the one who Sansa tells to sit down at the end. That uh, that doesn't do anything. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, okay. Anyway, thank you to everybody for listening to the podcast. Somebody is like screaming their head off because we didn't know we didn't remember that guy's name right now. <laughs> it's it's going to annoy me. <laughs> thank you for for listening to the podcast. Please give us five stars wherever it is that you Ed listen. Muir. Ed Muir Tully. There we go. Okay. There you go. Go ahead. <laughs> Closure. Yep. Um. You can find us on Twitter at Mudville Pod. I am stuck in the 
coil. That's and, a shame you are. Yeah, I, I'm going to get out soon. And then Brody <laughs> is at Board Guy 23. B O R D G U Y 23. I don't use Twitter. Yeah, Bryce does not use Twitter. Sorry. But Bryce, thank you so much for being here. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Thanks for being on the pod. A girl. It was starting to get a little sus. Yeah, exactly. It was um, time. It was a good movie week for us. Guys. Yeah, we had we had a great time, and uh, we hope you guys enjoyed listening. Happy Friday. We'll see you next week. Happy Friday.